Life Audio. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? Or have you been in a season where it feels like He's completely silent? Have you been praying for a way to learn how to hear His voice more clearly? Hey friends, I'm Rachel, host of the Hearing Jesus Podcast. If you are ready to grow in your faith and to confidently step into your identity in Christ, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today, we are finishing up this four-part conversation that I did in response to the Christianity Today piece on Mars Hill, the rise and fall of Mars Hill. And so if you haven't listened to that, I would strongly encourage you to listen to that series first before you listen to this final installment of this episode. But the reason why I play this is because this is a topic that plagues the body of Christ today, and we do not talk enough about it. And so This conversation was prompted by a lot of personal conversations in my life, but I included it as part of the Root series because it is a foundational element of who I am as a leader, as a believer, as an author. I've walked through some brokenness and I've experienced the healing of Jesus that happens through the power of the gospel. And that's really my prayer for you. So as you listen, if you are someone that is finding maybe even for the first time that yeah, maybe my life has been affected by a narcissist, whether it's in the church or personally. I want you to know that there's hope and there's healing on the other side of it. That can sometimes feel daunting and like there's just no resolution and you have no idea how you're going to get out of this relationship or this situation or this work environment. But I want you to know that because of Jesus, there's hope and healing. He has come to set the captives free. And so you can always reach out. You can go to rachel at shehears.org or you can just go to shehears.org and contact me that way. But I do offer life coaching and spiritual direction to help you through these kinds of situations. So if you'd like more information about that, head to shehears.org. And we don't have good resources for dealing with that because the people that are on the bus in that kind of situation are often abused. So by the time they get off the bus, there's not much left for them to figure out how to be a voice into that situation. And because there's so much of that, it's rampant in organizations, in our culture, there has been almost a tactic that has really worked well to perpetuate this. You know, what we'll see a lot is this insulation from accountability. And so in the in the podcast, one of the things they talk about is how he as the leader was insulated from any kind of accountability. And it looked like there was accountability. There was an elder board and there was a board of church board. But yet those people on the board and the elders did not actually have any authority over him as the senior leader. The elders did not have the ability to make decisions that affected him because he had power over them. And then the board really only heard from him. So they really had a skewed sense of what was going on. And then the board and the elders didn't really have access to each other. And so what we saw in that scenario is just this insulation of the senior leader from accountability. And I will tell you, in the last year, of, of those people, like I said, those people in my class that have experienced something similar, 
every single one of them said there was no accountability for the leader. And if you think about that in terms of some of these other industries that the narcissist is typically attracted to, let's take in the medical field, somebody that owns their own practice, what accountability do they have? I mean, they might have some accountability to the hospital, obviously, and the health board. But I mean, if they're a good surgeon or they're a good doctor or they're a good pediatrician or whatever it is, they're going to be really effective at their job. They're going to be highly effective at their job. But yet they could also turn around and be abusive towards their staff. There's not checks and balances in a lot of these scenarios in a way that would offer transparency. And I think those that's one of the key things that we need to look at when we're talking about how to get out from this mess. I think regardless of the system that we're in, whether it's a school system or a medical system or relationships, you know, even in our interpersonal relationships or our romantic relationships, who can tell this individual no? Like if my husband and I right now, if I got a wild hair at my butt and I wanted to do something, Besides my husband trying to talk me out of it, I have submitted myself to leadership authority where there are people in my life that would say, hey, that's not a good idea. And if I kept going, there are other people above them that would say, hey, that's not a good idea. We need to we need to we need to take another look at this. So I think, number one, it's making sure that we ourselves in our personal lives have accountability who are the people in our lives that can hold us accountable? A lot of times with narcissists, they're self-employed, they're entrepreneurs because there's and there's nobody to tell them no. If we're talking about this at a very basic level with our romantic relationships, I think I'm stuck there because I have teenage daughters and we one of the things we've been talking about lately is going through your list. And if you've not done that, I really encourage you to do that. But making a list of all the things that you want and all the things that you don't want in a, in a mate, in a spouse one day. Because I really believe that as you're dating, you shouldn't be dating anybody that you can see yourself marrying one day. And so we've been talking about that in the context of dating relationships with our daughters, with our teen daughters. And so that's one of the things that we've asked, like, who, who can tell him no? What kind of relationship does he have with his parents, with his youth pastor, with his boss? Who can tell him no? Because I think as people of faith, we should desire accountability. As followers of God, we should desire accountability because we know that accountability keeps us on the right path. Is accountability fun? No, it's terrible. It sucks sometimes, especially I'm like an impulsive, you know, hey, let's just start a podcast or hey, let's just get on a plane or hey, let's start, I don't know, start a outreach organization or hey, I want to write a book. I, I'm just a very, I don't want to say impulsive, but I, I don't allow a lot of the what ifs to hold me back. And so sometimes I will get, you know, if I get an, a wild idea, um, I need people like my husband that say, whoa, 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 let's slow, slow the roll a little bit. And, you know, we're good for each other because he has evolved a little bit on that. And he, but then I've also become more cautious over the years. But I think we have to be in a place where we have submitted ourselves to an authority of God ultimately, but then also other wise people in our lives. That I think is the primary place to start. And then it goes from there. 
ourselves, yes, for sure. But then when we are looking at engaging with other relationships in our lives, our workplaces, our places of faith, what political stance we're going to take, I think that's one of the key factors we can start to look at is where is the accountability? Because that tells you a lot of not just who they are as a leader, but who's going to offer checks and balances if things start to go right? Because ultimately, we're all human. We're all capable of failing. We're all, you know, we're, we're all in a place where we are capable of sin. Ultimately, that's why we need Jesus. And so protecting ourselves and offering ourselves up in the sense of being willing to be accountable is really a way that we need to start. And so my encouragement, I think we're going to start stop there. I have probably a hundred more things that we can talk about today. But I think one of the things I'm going to say, and this is kind of how we're going to wrap it up, is that that I, I think the example we see from Mars Hill, you know, one of the things they talk about on this first episode is who, who killed Mars Hill. And they talk about perhaps the answer is all of us. I'm in agreement with that. I think perhaps the answer is all of us. Who allows for this culture to be perpetuated? Who, you know, the narcissistic leader is only able to lead because others have given him permission. And so, okay, maybe we're not directly involved in the Mars Hill scenario, but we certainly have roles to play when it comes to allowing narcissistic leaders to get to the top. And so if we're going to stop this, if we're going to come from a place of honest desire for healing and reconciliation, both inside the church and out. We have to start identifying ways to move that ship forward. And I think ultimately, primarily, we need to make sure there's accountability. And so that's what I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray that over you. I'm going to pray that over me. I'm going to pray that over our leadership. I'm going to be a voice that continues to fight for accountability. And then I think next week, what we're going to do is we're going to look at the book of Jude, and we're going to look at how this has been a problem for a long time. So if you want to read Jude between now and next week, then we can kind of pick up from here. But let me pray for you. And then as always, if you have questions, I probably offended you today, and that's okay. Just skip ahead. I'll probably be talking about something easier to listen to in a couple of weeks. But I want to hear from you. I, I want, have you, have you walked through this? Have you experienced this? It's, I, it's a phenomenon. I really have been really amazed at how many people have walked through narcissistic relationships, have walked away saying, man, that sucked. That really hurt. I need, I quit or I got out of it or I left that organization or whatever it was. It is phenomenal to me how widespread of a problem this is, but yet we don't want to talk about it. Well, you know what? That's my ammo, I guess. I always get in trouble, get myself in trouble for that because I talk about the things that nobody else wants to talk about. And I want to talk about them because my goal is to get things out in the open, reveal so you can heal. That's really what I think God has really kind of put in me in this season. It's like the wound. If you cover up the infection, guess what happens? It's just going to, the infection is going to continue to grow. Instead, we need to scrape it out and we need to get the ointment in there and is that process painful? Of course it is, but it's the only way we're going to heal. So if I got to be the lone voice 
<laughs> in my circle of influence, then I will be. But my hope is that you will be too. My hope is that as we discuss some of these things, these hard, hard things, that you will engage in conversations in your circles of influence and you will be the catalyst to expose some of the things in your life. Because when it stays hidden, God can't deal, well, God can deal with it, but it's not going to get dealt with in the same way as if it were revealed. So let's pray. And then please, please, please reach out to me this week. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Father God, thank you so much for Christianity Today and their new podcast, The Rise and Fall of Mars Church, and the way that it examines the reasons why things happen. God, thank you for just the season of revealing things in your timing so that they can heal. God, I thank you that above all, you are sovereign. So Lord, right now I ask for our listeners today that you would help even now to quicken their hearts, to respond to those unhealthy relationships, perhaps for the first time in a new way, that they would see through the things that the enemy has kept hidden and that you would start to reveal things, maybe even in their own lives, in their own relationships, where they can take accountability for their actions or they can seek accountability and they can be aligned in healthy structures and healthy organizations and healthy churches so that we could ultimately do what you have called us to do, to know you and to make you known. God, I thank you for the ministry of podcasting and I thank you for the people that are listening. God, thank you for the opportunity to live in a country that is free and we have the freedom of speech and we can say the things that are on our heart. I, I don't take that lightly. So, Lord God, we just pray that you would be glorified, that you would continue to reveal the hard things so that we can heal. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Hey, friends. If this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you in your walk with God, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, bonus content, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you. Know that you are so loved. Keep going. Keep going.